King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and become the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and today we are on to day two of the seven days of creation, the God-given blueprint to create. Okay, this is our what I believe is what God has given us, and we walked through. I've done an overview on this. I've gone through day one, which is vision, and then day two, which is atmosphere. Okay, and I'm going to explain this in a second. We'll read this. Specifically, we're in Genesis, uh, again, chapter one. I believe we're starting in verses uh, six as we'll read through this together. But I just want to make crystal clear. We are in a, this is an eight-part series of the seven day of creation, God-given blueprint of what I use and really... I mean, anything that I'm looking to create or to get a test on where we're at. So for example, in a relationship, in my my marriage with Ash, we can take this blueprint and we can pinpoint or it'll, it really just helps us determine where we're at, uh, where we're maybe feeling stuck in a particular situation. And then uh, we can apply it back to God's given blueprint of where we need to go from here. Okay, and if that doesn't make sense to you, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the overview of we serve a God of structure, we serve a God of order, which by the way, structure and order is going to be day three and then day four. But he has given us a a time frame uh, in which all of these have to take place in order to really build a firm, firm foundation to really build something that is, is going to last. It's so important that we start with vision. Okay, before anything else, start with that vision. And again, vision was not sight. Okay, remember that. It's vision is that clear mental image of what we are desiring to create, what we are desiring. God had a desire, a clear vision of what he was creating, bringing heaven and earth, and then creating everything essentially out of nothing. Okay, with that clear mental vision. And then day two, specifically, I'll read this here for you guys. Again, day two, we're simply in Genesis chapter one. Go back to the very, very beginning. And we'll start in verse six. It says, and God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so God called the expanse sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. So this is the NIV version. If you read the, the King James version, they use the word firmament, which I first time I read that word, I had no clue what that meant, but essentially it is that expanse. Okay. And at, at the biggest thing that he was creating here, when we take a look at um, how this can apply to our own lives is he was creating the atmosphere. He was establishing the environment that we were going to be able to thrive in. 
Okay. And I think that's the most important thing to really take from ultimately day two here of what's the environment here that we need to thrive. Okay. Like we cast the vision. We understand what the, what we want to have happen, whether it's in our business or maybe it's in our family life, that culture, that environment that we're looking to create. Okay. And we have the vision. So now we have to actually move into the actual environment and the culture that we're looking to create, whether it's in our business again, or in our family life. So if you would have read the King James version, again, that word firminate said, he said, let the firminate, let there be a firminate in the midst of the waters. Okay. Now, first off also on this, remember God spoke this into existence. So again, the power of our words is so incredible that, and, and we've been given that power to, to actually speak things into existence right? Now, I'm not going to say like red Ferrari and a Ferrari is going to be gonna show up, but God has given us that ability to walk in, a, in an authority to be able to, to, when we're speaking, we're sowing seeds, okay? We are speaking life or we are speaking death, okay? This could be over people. This could be over um, us personally, but we, we need to be very mindful of what we're actually speaking, Okay, and there's so many scriptures. I'll actually eventually do a podcast or maybe another series on the power of our words and why I believe God has given us that ability to speak because from from our heart is where a lot of that actually comes from, right? What we're speaking out of our mouth, but a lot of it starts in our mindset. Okay? And this is why again, we coach so heavily on having that 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 mindset of Christ. Okay? And if we can if we if first off, if the enemy can get into our mind, you guys have all probably been, have experienced this. Everything else can get just unraveled, can get affected. If the enemy starts to have control or, or power over our mindsets and how we think, okay. Again, not the point of this episode, but I do just want to be crystal clear that again, day two, what we're going to mainly dive into here is atmosphere in the culture. Okay. And I just, I do think it is interesting that if you go back and read those couple verses as well, it's, it says God separated the water above the earth from the water on the earth. And then he placed the sky in between the two. Okay. Again, this is our, our culture, the atmosphere. This is what allows, heck, just think about this and from a, just from a, how we live life. Again, this is just how God is just so in the details of everything. Okay. He created the atmosphere, which prevents us from burning to death from the sun. He, he's created that. He's created also for us from being frozen to death from the lack of the sun. Okay. When the, when it, there's day, there's night, and then there's day, he's created this atmosphere that we can thrive in if we partake in the principles that he's given us. If we play by the rules that God intended us to, to play by and play with. Okay, the atmosphere, it's it's what allows the birds to fly. Okay, it's what allows gravity to to be here in order for us to actually even walk, right, on this earth, set foot on the ground versus floating off in space. Okay, I just, if you actually think about that, it's so incredible how in the details God actually is. Okay, just going back to water too, you know, because it was essentially God formed nothing there was, it was void, and then he cast vision, and woof, and we've talked about that in day one of when God spoke, let there be light. Woof, it was his energy that he just spoke into existence. 
Okay. So in that is water, right? Water is life. And they can think of like that. That's what you think of, which is like free flowing water. And there's so many references to water in the Bible of just the water of life. Okay. And if, if you think about just heck man, there's water in everything. Majority of our body is actually made of water that, and then the dust that God made us from. And we could go down a whole path of, of just creation as I was going on just like a kind of a geeking out spree and preparing for this. I, I went to, I forget one of the websites, maybe creation.com or something like that. I'm just like reading all these cool different things about water and just how incredible our God actually is. Okay. I'm not going to talk about that, but I do want to just t- like, if, if you geek out to that, or if you enjoy that, just spend some time, just Google like seven days of creation and, and get into the science of it. Because a lot of people think that it's either you believe in science or you believe in God. No, you, God created science. Okay. So if you actually believe in science and you follow it back to creation, it all makes sense. It's unbelievable. Actually, we're going to do a, a family trip out to, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there's a huge arc in Ken, basically Kentucky, kind of Kentucky, Ohio-ish border, middle of freaking nowhere. But there's a huge, they built the arc, Noah's Ark, like a, a replication of it. And then there's a creation museum there. And I've got to talk with a few people who've actually gone through it and just said how amazing it actually was. We're going to be doing that at, at some point here as a family with take our daughter, Ellie, she's 10. She'll love it. But heck, I'm, I'm even more excited about it than she is actually. But just back again, back to just how incredible our, our God is, the atmosphere and the culture that he created in order for us to, to thrive and to live. Okay, and not just to get by. We didn't, he didn't just create us. He didn't create us till day six, which we'll get to there. But what he was doing was he was setting the foundation, creating the environment, creating the atmosphere in order for what we'll see in day three, what we'll see then in day four, day five, as he started to create the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. If none of these other things had been done first, nothing else would have existed. He couldn't have created animals first. He couldn't have created us first. He had to create with very first, he had to create the, he had to start with the vision, speak life into it. Okay. Create something out of nothing. And then he had to create the atmosphere, which is is, going to be so incredible next week. When we talk, when we learn how the how actually he separated the waters then and, and pulled back the waters to create land. And then ultimately there's plants that can grow, that can create oxygen from the carbon dioxide. It's, it's so incredible because right now he created this atmosphere, which is made up of nitrogen and, and carbon dioxide and oxygen. But then how does that actually work in order for us to have a sustainable atmosphere. Okay. And this is what we're going to dive into guys. I promise I'm going to get to it at some point, but this is what we're going to dive into as far as the importance of our atmosphere. Okay. And the environment that we are putting ourselves in and then ultimately the environment that we are creating. Okay. I've man, I did an episode on this probably been close to a year ago on how we can be the thermostat in any room that we walk into, or we can be the thermometer. Okay. And I'm not going to go into that, but essentially a thermometer is a reflection of the environment that we walk into. It's just telling you what's going on, or we can affect 
that environment. We can actually control that temperature in our lives. And so or in other people's lives as well. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, I would encourage you to make yourself a note and go back and listen to that. And again, probably close to a, a year ago or so is when I first did that that particular episode on on the difference between being a thermometer and a thermostat. But part of that is is controlling the atmosphere, controlling the environment that we are in. Okay, and this is how day two, this blueprint that's, that God has given us, this is how we can apply this into our everyday life. Okay. Because everything out of these days, I I certainly want us to go in and to understand what took place from in scripture, what actually took place. What does that word mean? What doesn't it mean? And then is there an application to my life? Because I believe the more we spend time in this thing, the more revelation that we will continually get and, and that God just wants to provide to us. But most importantly, he wants us to spend time with him. And so the more that, that you spend time in this Bible, at least for me, the more I've just can, can feel more and more just being revealed to me where it's like, ah, oh, I didn't think of it like that before, or wow, I'd, I'd never thought of that before, or just some scriptures that we normally just breeze through and all of a sudden it clicks. Okay. And this is why this is the living, breathing word of God. And if you spend some time with it, this is the, the life. The, the true life that that is it's what he says we'll, we'll never thirst again we'll, we'll never have to hunger again if we are seeking this first and spending time with him and then operating within these principles operating within this atmosphere this environment that he's given us okay so in and why this is probably but i love vision i love last week but this is probably my second favorite one i'll probably say that on every single one of these episodes but really the environment and the culture that we put ourselves in is so impactful because I can say from firsthand experience from the time I was, man, I was going to say from the time I was 15, but really probably from the time I was even before that, unknowingly, I was affected greatly by the environment that I found myself in, whether intentionally being in an environment or just a bystander in an environment. And any time that I have looked to level up in my life, okay, personally or in my career, it was when I intentionally was seeking to get into a different room, seeking to get into a different circle, okay, different people that I wanted to be around, okay, because when it really hit home for me is when I looked in my, when I was the age of 15 and I, I realized entrepreneurship was for me. And not knowing what that really meant, but I knew I didn't want anybody else telling me what to do and how much I was worth. Okay. I, th- I thought that I should be able to control that and to be around people that thought that same way. And when I looked across my center of influence, we'll call it, I didn't see anybody else that was thinking that way or anybody else that had the fruit in their life that I wanted. Okay. And so What I'm asking you is right now, if you just look in your life and you're looking at your five circle of friends, and I I know that's overused a lot, but it is so true. Okay. Why? And why I say anything is why I will continually to say it again and again. Why? It's because these are our truth. These are principles to live by. Okay. And if you don't like where you're at right now, just take a look at your circle. Okay. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Or even that who are you not surrounding yourself with? 
How about that? Because some of us are, we're frustrated with where we're at and then we blame other people or we blame God even and full well the entire time we have control over a lot of things in our life. If you're looking to grow in your business, hang around people that are growing in their business. If you're looking to grow in your marriage, go be around people that have a thriving marriage. Go to a a marriage conference. Meet other couples that have that desire as well. This is if you just sit back and try to like let life happen to you, okay? Keyword being try. No, you we do here. Okay, and, and we have control over a lot of the things that happen in our life. This is comes back to just the basic principles of living a life by design or by default. And I want to live in such a design way that is my new default. And so if you don't like what you're what you're doing, where you're at, Take a look at your atmosphere. Okay, real simple. Who are you surrounding yourself with? If you're, if, if every Friday night you're sitting back and, you know, having some beers with the buddies and talking about how miserable the week was, or you're living, you hate Mondays because you can't wait till Friday again, that ain't, that is not a life to live. I'm telling you, that there's so much more that God has for you. Okay, God didn't just design us to, to wake up and work a 40-hour week. This, by the way, that's created. That system, the, the employee system is, is a created system. Okay, Monday through Friday, and then have a two-day weekend, work for 40 years to hope to retire. Retirement isn't anywhere in the Word of God. Look it up. It isn't in there at all. Okay. And I will do another episode on that too, by the way, but it is it, the reason it, it isn't right. God didn't design us just to, to work for a period of time and then sit back and, and reap the benefits. No, we are to reap the benefits as we continually sow. Okay. God gives seed to the sower and, and that can be your time. It can be your energy. It can be your effort. It can be your money. doesn't matter, but that that's what we are called to do is to work. Okay. And a lot of that is dependent upon the culture and the environment that we put ourselves in. Okay. Or are not putting ourselves in. Okay. And again, anytime that I leveled up, it was because I intentionally had to put myself in a different room. Sometimes I had to pay money for it from the age of 15. I was actually driving one, one day a month. Okay. I had the weekends off from school. One day a month, I would drive five hours one way from South Dakota up to Minneapolis here. One way, five hours on a Friday night so I could attend what was called a Saturday success training seminar in STS. And I couldn't wait for these stinking things. And it was a lot of it was the same thing that was said every single month, but I just couldn't, I, I just wanted it so much. And I would listen to CDs at the time on the way up, personal development, Zig Ziglar. I, I started just to consume this type of content because I never heard it before. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I can actually think this way. It was almost just, it gave me permission because I, I found that there were other people like that. Okay. And then on the drive home, I did the exact same thing. I listened to these type of, of tapes or CDs or heck, I worship music, incredibly powerful. And, and a big note on that, what you're listening to and, and what you're consuming affects your atmosphere and your culture and the environment. Okay. No different than the air you breathe. It affects the quality of your life. The food you eat, it affects the quality of your life. 
Okay, what type of atmosphere are you consuming? What environment are you putting yourself in? Okay, because back to, again, we were created by the ultimate creator, day six, okay? But he set the framework here prior to that in order for us to thrive, okay? And when he ultimately created us, he had greatness in mind because he is great, the ultimate, the greatness created us. That's how I know that greatness is inside every single one of us. There is a seed of greatness inside of you. However, the determinant, and I've said this before, and I will continue to say it, the determinant of if that seed is ever going to take root is if you plant that seed. Okay. And that seed can't be placed on concrete and expect to take root in order for that seed of greatness that is inside of you, in order for that to produce fruit, it's got to take root, okay? And, and the only way that it's going to take root is if it's surrounded by, aka the atmosphere that you've put it in, is surrounded by things that are going to allow it to thrive, okay? It, from a practical standpoint of a garden and a seed, does it have sunlight? Does it have good soil? Is it getting watered? What are we putting it? Is there fertilizer? Are we feeding it good nutrients in order to take root? in order for it to produce fruit. And this is, it's such a simple concept, guys, but we just, we overlook this and we just take this for granted. And we think that we're helping maybe those people that we feel like we're being more of an impact on and vice versa. Cause this is how I, this is what I thought. Like, I was like, I'm going to go be an impact in that culture and that environment. Ultimately being outnumbered, I was being impacted more than myself being an impact to them. And I found myself making poor decisions, doing stupid things, whether it be with my time, with my you know relationship with God, with my finances. And I found myself just going through the motions and then finally looking up going, Ugh, what am I doing? Why is my life in shambles? And, and here's the reason, guys. It came down to one simple word, neglect. Okay, I was not nurturing that seed of greatness that God has placed inside of me. The same one that he's placed inside of you. Okay, if we neglect it, if we don't intentionally spend time nurturing it, pulling some weeds if need be, and, and, and watering it, fertilizing it, make sure it's getting proper sunlight, that seed will not take root and then ultimately won't produce fruit. And it's not if it just... It's a one-time situation and you can expect, no, it takes work. It takes work, intention to, to detail with designing your life, okay? And, and ultimately designing the atmosphere, the environment, and the culture that you ultimately need to be around in order to produce the fruit that you're, you're actually looking for, the fruit that was from the God-given intended vision that you had created, okay? So again, vision, and then there's the culture and the atmosphere, Okay, I, don't, I know I'm gonna beat a dead horse with this, but it's so important, guys. It is so important. Okay, do you have? Are you hanging around people like mindsetted people? Okay, and if you're not hanging around anybody, that's that could be just as worse, right? Because if you're a solo seed that's trying to produce a, a incredible harvest. I'm telling you that there's power in community. There's power in tribe. There's power in being around like mindsetted people, okay? Pulling that greatness out of us, okay? Your environment is so incredibly important when it comes to this, okay? Pull that greatness out of you. No different than, uh, uh, 
a baby shark, for example. Okay, a baby shark. When a, a sh- baby shark is born, it's placed. It, if it's placed in an aquarium, a fish tank, that shark will never grow larger than its environment will allow it to. It'll never grow more than eight to maybe ten inches if it's just sit, sitting in a fish tank. Okay, but that exact same shark, when it's put into the ocean, there's no limitations on it, right? The environment is it. The environment actually produces favorable. In, in, it, the environment actually is a favorable environment in order for it to grow. Okay, so that same shark would go from 8 to 10 inches to 10 to 15, sometimes 20 feet in length, all because of the environment that it is has put itself in. Okay, again, just a simple example of how important our environment actually is. And when I think about this too, I just think of... I think of it in scripture, we read a ton about Paul in the New Testament. Okay. And then Paul, we read about Barnabas. And then we also read about Timothy. Okay. And this is just, I've heard this in the past and I, it just made incredible sense to me as I was preparing for this too, of we need as an individual, we should look to be one of these, or hopefully we can be at least one of these at some point in our life. Okay, a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. And, and what I mean by that is if we want to make that impact, be that legacy, live that legacy right now, it's important for us to, if you're young right now and you don't even know what I'm talking about, it's important for us to find that mentor. Okay, find somebody that can speak life into us. Okay, that can just teach us how to do life sometimes. Okay, and then it's important to have somebody to actually work alongside that community, that component of like, we're doing this together. And then as we gain and we grow in wisdom and in knowledge and experience and expertise, it's important to have somebody else to pour that into. Okay, so I can think of times in my life where I, when I was an early entrepreneur and I was looking not only just in business, but then in life. And as I was studying the Bible, I had a different mentor for different things. Even as I was going into the fitness industry, I had a a different mentor for that. Call it a coach, call it a mentor, whatever it is. But it was somebody that was speaking life into me in, in helping me shaving off some time and some, hopefully some providing feedback from some of their quote unquote failures that they went through. So I don't have to go through those. And I just think that if we can have that understanding, that concept that in life, we should be a Paul at times, we should be a Barnabas at times, and some of us have been a Timothy, or if we're young right now, we're probably a Timothy. And we want to grow into being coming, becoming that Barnabas and that, and that Paul as well. Okay, because actually, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 2 actually says this, and what you have heard, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Okay, so Paul, he invested a a lot of time and a lot of energy into Timothy. Okay, and then Timothy was essentially instructed to do the same with other men. So it's, I learned, uh, I got to do it with you. Uh, I think I remember this back in my early days. We had this concept of, of tell, show, try, do. We told people how to do it. We showed them how to do it. They tried to do it and then they were doing it, right? Like it's that kind of same philosophy when it comes to, to 
coaching and, and, and mentoring, whether you are a mentee or you are the mentor, like it's a progress, a progression of life. And, and a lot of that happens from the culture and the environment that we are brought up in. And then ultimately that we get to choose to intentionally be a part of. And if you look in further in Acts, there's Paul teamed up with Barnabas and then later Silas and, and other others throughout there as well. But as, as gifted as Paul was, okay, who was essentially wrote three quarters of the New Testament, as gifted as he was never a one-man show. He was never a one-man show. He worked hand in hand, side by side, multiple other believers like Barnabas and continually ran that race together. And that was his, he ran that race to win. Okay. And again, that's just the, such importance of community. And ultimately what helped him through that process is being around that, whether it was a Barnabas or being around a Timothy. So that being said, I just want to throw it out there. Do you have a Paul in your life? Do you have a Barnabas in your life? Do you have a Timothy in your life? And if you don't, I would encourage you to start asking yourself, asking God for those divine connections, the right people in your life. And and spend some time in prayer about it. Okay. And that being said too, don't let your search end with prayer. Be intentional about that. Actually take action when it comes to that. Okay. If God lays somebody on your heart, then reach out to them and ask them. Okay. You could be that initial step that they were afraid to reach out to, whether it be to coach somebody, to mentor somebody, or to be meant uh, to be actually mentored by somebody else because with it you've heard us talk about this a, an incredible amount but within our alignments birth our assignments and I, I believe that's part of the reason why god created us for community he didn't just create man and be like that's great no he looked down and said uh, it's not good for him to be alone okay and i've certainly believed that from a marriage standpoint but just a community standpoint as well for us to grow and to, to truly walk in the, the kingdom entrepreneur mandate of to go forth, to be fruitful. Yes, that does certainly mean to produce babies, to subdue the earth, to have dominion. But also from a, an entrepreneurship standpoint, a business standpoint, you don't run a successful business without people. Period. Okay. If you don't have people, whether it's employees or sales reps or customers, people buying those products or services, you don't have a business. Okay. There's a community component attached to it, attached to entrepreneurship, attached to us thriving in life. And a lot of that starts with the atmosphere that we create, the culture that we create. Okay. So one of the things as I'm going to end with this is I want you guys to really be thinking about this. We know the importance of it, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I get it, Riley. There's an atmosphere component of this. I get it. But how, what does this mean in my everyday life? How does this actually work or how does this apply? Okay. Just think about the environment. If you own your own business and you have employees, think about the environment in the workspace, in, in the office. Okay. When your employees come to work on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whatever day it is, are they excited to be there? Okay. Are you excited to be there? Ooh, that might be, that might hit a little too close to home for some people here. What is that environment like? Just stepping into that room. You guys have been a part of probably cultures or, or stepped into environments or rooms where you just, you immediately sensed 
something, when people step into that environment, that culture, is it life-giving? Is it an environment where people can think creatively, that they can feel heard, feel valued, feel empowered to, to pull out that greatness inside of them? Okay, we're talking about the environment that, that you can actually create an effect here. So we talked about the environment of, of just friends and family that you're hanging around, but how about the environment as a leader? Because it starts with you. It starts with the vision that you had, hopefully have, and now the environment and the culture that you've got to create in order to fulfill that vision. Okay. And that's the business side of it. Or maybe you don't even have an office to go into, but it's, you have remote sales reps. Okay. But you do sales calls, you do meetings. Do people come on the calls? Are they excited about coming on and learning more and how they can help fulfill the vision? Or how about this? When you come home from work, what's the environment like in your home? Is your wife excited when you walk in the door? Are your kids excited that daddy's home or are they concerned about what type of mood you're in? Do they run to their rooms waiting to see what it's like? Okay. All of that affects the culture in the environment in your home is going to affect every other environment that, that you walk around and, and, and you impact and have an effect on. Okay. So I can tell you, you can have the greatest work environment in the world. You think you have the greatest work environment in the world, but if your environment at home is not sound, is not life-giving, it's all for naught. I believe God would rather have you broke under a bridge, your business failing like no other than have the home and the vision, your marriage in shambles. I believe that wholeheartedly because God created marriage. He established marriage. Okay. If you're not married, it's <laughs> the word of God says it's you know good to not be married. Okay. But if you are married, it is a wonderful thing. Okay. And if that environment and that culture is not sound, it's time to, it's time to man up. Okay. It's time to woman up and get intentional with that. Get back to the vision that you have for your family first. The vision you have for your marriage first, the exact representation of, of Christ loving the church, us. Okay. If that vision is sound and the culture and the environment is sound, there's, it's almost endless. The possibilities that, that God can do with that. Okay. Implementing the structure and the order and everything else, not just in your home life, in your family life, but in your businesses and other things that you've got going on as well. But I'm telling you, that is where it starts. That is where it begins. Get your culture, get your environment, get the atmosphere right in your home life. But as we walk out this seven days of creation, vision, we got the atmosphere, the culture, the environment. Next week, we're going to dive into day three, which is going to be structure. Okay. As we, as God's created this atmosphere, now we're going to peel back some of the water and, and land is going to be created. And, and we're going to dive into how, why God did that, and then how we can implement that into our everyday lives as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.